G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. When you're down in the trenches, fighting your way through the trials of life, the easiest thing on this earth to do is to lose sight of the big picture. And when it comes to making good choices, right choices in those difficult moments in life, the big picture, well, it's everything. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as today we take a look at making those good choices under fire from a different perspective. I'm convinced that one of the hardest things in life is to keep our eye on the big picture. Maybe it's a project at work that involves a lot of people and a lot of complexity. Maybe it's a plan you have for your life, and yet time and time again, things happen to derail your brilliant plan. Or maybe it's simply setting your life on a course to follow Jesus with all your heart, and you discover that the road is narrow and hard and and inconvenient and uncomfortable, and, and some days downright painful. And when that happens, what happens to the big picture, the end goal, the reason that you're following Jesus with all your heart? It just kind of, I don't know, it just evaporates, doesn't it? Here we are in the last message in the series that I've called Don't Miss God's Opportunities. Well, one of the main reasons that we do miss God's opportunity to do good on those days when we feel that that following Jesus ain't all it's cracked up to be is that on those days, we lose sight of the big picture. Now, to be fair, we can't always see the big picture, and that makes it even harder. When the Lord our God has us on one of those dark, scary, uncomfortable valley journeys, and you actually can't see far enough ahead to know what comes next, to know how it's going to turn out, to know why he's put you in this place to start with. Often it's only in hindsight that we can see what he was up to all along, and even then sometimes we don't get the full picture. I was speaking at a businessman's breakfast fellowship just recently, all successful, high-powered businessmen. They asked me to share my testimony, and it's a story, let me tell you, of as many low points as it has high points. And as I retrace those steps, sharing the incredible things that God's done in my life, I again just had that quiet assurance from the Holy Spirit that all along I'd actually been on the journey that God had planned, even in those dark and difficult times, especially, in fact, in those dark and difficult times. It's the sense that Joseph, Jacob's son in the Old Testament, had when he finally stood in the place that he dreamed of as a young teenager, a position of power and privilege as the ruler of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh himself. And as we saw yesterday, his brothers now stood before him. Those same brothers who'd sold him into slavery out of their jealousy and hatred all those years before. Instead of exacting revenge... He forgave them, and he explained to them why God had allowed this all to happen. Let's take another look at this together. Genesis chapter 45, verses 4 to 15. Then Joseph said to his brothers, guys, come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now don't be distressed or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. 
For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither ploughing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and a lord of all his house and the ruler of the land of Egypt. Hurry up, go to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, as well as your flocks and your herds and all that you have. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And now your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my own mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father how greatly I am honoured in Egypt and all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, while Benjamin wept upon his neck, and he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. What a beautiful picture of reconciliation after after such treachery that brought so much suffering. But the bit that I really want you to notice here is that Joseph finds meaning to all the suffering because he sees the big picture to explain what's going on. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on all the earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it wasn't you that sent me here, but God. He's the one who made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. In other words, by looking back and seeing the journey through God's eyes, he sees what God was up to all along. God's purpose was to do his family good, to preserve and protect them, And for that purpose, a purpose that he couldn't see in those dark places along the way on his journey, which had taken now over 20 years, that's why he had to suffer treachery and slavery and injustice and imprisonment because God had had a plan. And now Joseph could see it looking back. And yet even at this point, can I say, Joseph really had no idea, none whatsoever of the important part that his small journey was playing in God's overall plan for humanity. In that passage we just read, did you notice the brothers would go back and get their father Jacob, or Israel as God had renamed him, and bring the whole family down here and settle in Egypt? Out of that, over the next four and a half centuries, grew a mighty nation of Israel, whom God saved through Moses, crossing the Red Sea with 40 years in the wilderness before he brought them back to the Promised Land. See, through Judah, one of the twelve brothers, God started a lineage of generations that finally, many years later, resulted in the birth of Jesus, who came to save you and me by dying on that cross. Joseph's story, Joseph's journey, is still having eternal ramifications in your life and mine through Jesus of Israel. That's mind-blowing. The big picture is so big that none of them really knew what God was up to through this terrible journey of Joseph's. Honestly, the only way to lay hold of the big picture when we're immersed in the trials of our journey is by faith. Just believing that God has a plan, that God knows what he's doing, doesn't matter how much it hurts on the way, that eventually God will reveal to us through hindsight that part of the picture that he wants us to see. Holding on to God's picture by faith is what keeps us going step by step, doing good, doing right, looking for the God-given opportunities that he sets before us. And faith 
is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, indeed by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen has been made from things that are not seen. Hebrews 11, 1-3. When we lose faith in the faithfulness of God and his big picture, although we can't see it for ourselves, we stop doing what's right. We stop looking for his opportunities. We stop hoping and dreaming. We stop doing what we know is right, even when the rest of the world seems to have gone stark raving mad and none of the pain and suffering makes any sense. My friend, I want to implore you, don't give up. Don't lose faith. Don't stop looking for those God-given opportunities to use your gifts and abilities to do what you know is right, to forgive those who've hurt you. Don't give up. Because one day you will stand before God and you want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's why Jesus died for you. That's why Jesus sent his Holy Spirit to dwell in you the moment you put your trust in him. That's the big picture. So whatever you do, don't miss out on God's opportunities. As that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why every now and then, just as the Spirit leads, perhaps when you least expect it even, I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give today? So if you'd like the occasional word of encouragement, head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my ebook, Power Unlimited. Thousands already have, and the most common response, hey, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message. And I'd love to encourage you too to live your life victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.